Hey, Jeb. Oh, hey, John. Do you want to talk about Toy Story? Yeah, sounds like a really good idea. But, like, talk about it a lot. Going in detail with each given minute in Toy Story? Yeah, but can we talk about why Woody has teeth even though he wasn't made with them? I don't see why not. Only if we can talk about the importance of plastic corrosion awareness. Only if we can talk about how Sid is not really a bad kid. Let me ask you this, though. Can we talk about strong lesbian moms? Can we talk about using the sad song from Toy Story 2 as a test to see if people are a robot? I like that idea. So, come listening to us talk about Toy Story five times a week on Toy Story Minute. Find it on Dueling Genre or your podcast app of choice. If you listen, you'll be my favorite deputy. You got a friend in us? Both of us, yeah. Nice. Dueling Genre Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring, one paranoia-filled minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And joining us again today, we have Joe Dorowski from the Protagonist Podcast. Hello. Hello. Glad to be back for day yeah. two of Boromir's Meltdown. <laughs> it really is a meltdown. It is. It's... It's just watching someone go through all the stages of a meltdown. It's like Shakespearean madness, but like fast forward. But anyway, so <laughs> we're <laughs> we're we're talking about minute one eighty two, which starts with the line, "And you will beg for death before the end," which is a doozy of a line to start with. Um, like pausing the video and then starting up again, I was like, "Oh man!" Um, and it ends with Sean Bean looking scared. Kind of or Boromir, rather, but yeah. there is a delightful pratfall in the middle that I think we need to mention. Yes, it always makes me laugh. What does he trip on? Like a leaf, it like he loose... like slips on wet leaves. Yeah, loose foliage right there or something. I don't know. In the book, it, he explicitly trips on a rock. Okay, they explicitly describe him tripping on a rock. So it seems like when I watch it, it seems more than like tripping over something. It's like the ground falls out from under him. Right. Even the ground is ashamed of him right now. Oh, <laughs> that's so sad. You know better. Whap. Well, this is his homeland too. So <laughs> well, that's it, his world is is falling apart, and uh, he, yeah, he can't even trust the ground that he's standing on. <laughs> he has no ground to stand on. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there we go. That's where we should have landed. <laughs> I'm just like, I never know what he trips on is it like a tree root is it just i don't know but so i think he's is he just getting up too fast and like he literally doesn't get his feet under him is that what we're supposed to see maybe i, I i'm not sure because he takes a couple of like sure steps and then just hits the ground <laughs> <He> just, like, <laughs> it's like a slapstick skit like he just keels over I don't know. And, then he, and then he slides down the hill it's it you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of really like really old classic doctor who where the person is supposed to be tumbling down a hill but it's the hill's like only five feet so like it's the same footage of this person like throwing themselves over the hill like re <laughs> like just recycled over and over again and you can tell 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he takes, like, one sure step, and then when he lifts his other foot, he just falls. Yeah, I I rewatched it again, and I, I, I don't know what he trips on. Mystery root. Just just leaves. They're just loose <laughs> leaves. Just the, his his boots are wet from the river. Sure. You know, know, for as much as we've talked about the Pratt fall, you would think this was a funny minute. And it's really not. It's no, kind of a scary minute. It's very visceral. Um when they're wrestling. Yeah. yeah. That lunge for Frodo. Yeah. Is a scary moment. So I think one thing that makes that moment work so well is the camera moving and tracking right behind with them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what they did to make the scale look right, because Frodo still looks so small compared to Sean Bean, uh, you know, leaping on top of him. Yeah. It's because Frodo is headed up the slope and Boromir mm-hmm. isn't really. But the lunge works just at the very end mm-hmm. when he just leaps for him. Well, and Elijah Wood is is... It's not like to scale, but he is shorter than. <laughs> yeah, he is Sean like a Bean. foot shorter than Sean Bean. He's yeah. not Dwayne the Rock Johnson that we're dealing right. with right now. <laughs> right. But Elijah Wood is a pretty small dude, yeah, yeah. and Sean Bean's much taller than him. So I think that with the hill perspective, mm-hmm. it really I, works. And I think also with the motion of the camera, like you don't really stop and take it in so much. Like you're just being swept up with right. the action. Like, in any other movie, this would have been the beginning of, like, a longer chase scene. Mm -hmm. But in this movie, it's just, like, five shuffled steps, and then I have you. (laughs) Are you you really asking for more to be added to this film? (laughs) No. I'm just saying, like, in any other, like, kind of movie, this would have been, like, the beginning of a bigger chase scene. What, like, like there was so much restraint on the part of Peter Jackson and what he chose (laughs) to include. Apparently, there is a much longer version of this scene. What, is it just set to, like, Benny Hill music? Like, just Frodo (laughs) running around the wood? Invisible, (laughs) making sounds, like, throwing rocks. (laughs) John being spinning. (laughs) Until he gets so dizzy, he just falls down on his back. Like, uh, the first thing Peter Jackson says in the director commentary when they start talking about all this Uh is oh, there's a lot more there that we still haven't used. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I want to see that. Like, where's the, what's the, like, 10-hour mega cut of this movie <laughs> that he watched and then shaved down? Because it's out there. That I exists. I don't know if I need to see, like, 15-minute-long Boromir chasing Frodo through the woods. Or, like, a Especially much longer... Especially once Frodo's invisible. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Well, like just a much longer, like twenty-minute conversation between the two of them. See, I think that I would, I would be down for, but I don't, I don't need to see him pouncing on on Frodo and like strangling him. I would want to see the behind-the-scenes footage of director saying, "Now he's over there, and there's nothing there, and it's just they're toying with Sean Bean." <laughs> <laughs> like, no, behind you. Uh, we're thinking a little to your left, just a little to your left is where he's at. Marco Polo. You know. Uh, one of the things I think is actually done well with the invisible part in this minute is I think Sean Bean pantomimes that kick to the shoulder really well. Yeah. He does that really well, but the moment when Frodo disappears, it always is a little odd because it's like, did he just lose touch with Frodo's body that he's wrestling with? <laughs> well, he's just just so amazed that he just disappeared. 
wouldn't you be his like, hand wiggles just like whoa, whoa. <laughs> wouldn't you be like freaked out like even in this moment like you're born like you, you're a guy and you're like wrestling with somebody and then they just disappear wouldn't your first reaction be like whoa what the hell just happened oh did i break him <laughs> <laughs> what what <laughs> he just all of a sudden mutters nightcrawler I've never noticed the little hand wiggle, and now I'm obsessed it's like with like he the touched hand something wiggle. gross. He's yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> and then he looks around, and then he gets kicked in the face. Yeah, and again, I love the kick, but that that it's the hand wiggle. It always makes me feel like, did he stop touching the body? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's is there I mean, a little force field that just like, it, like when you put the ring you? on? Yeah, no, like a little us. like a little force of air, just like oh. get away from puff. me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like when you're getting your eyes checked. It's like, okay, one, two, three, poof. <laughs> oh my gosh. What the hell was that? But that's why Frodo gets away if he had just kept him there. Right. Man. That's almost exactly what happens in the book, too. Like, Frodo disappears and Boromir's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Sean Bean just look down. Not the shock on the face, just a muttering, What? <laughs> And then just, like, look around, kind of indignant, just, like, <laughs> Sweeps what? his hair out of his eyes, like, blinks, really, you know, big blinks. Like, come on. Because <laughs> in, the, in the book, he goes back to where they're all at the shore. Yeah. And because Aragorn has realized Boromir's missing and Sam's realized Boromir's missing. And, like, they both realize it about the same time. And then they turn around and Boromir's back. <laughs> they like... try and play it cool. Yeah, and they're like, where were you? Where's Frodo? And he's just like, oh, I was just talking with him. He's like uh, sweaty, covered in leaves. Like... Uh, I was just talking with him. Uh, I was trying to convince him to go through Minas Tirith, and then he, he wasn't having any of it. And then he put on the ring and disappeared. I don't know what happened to him. I've never seen such sorcery. <laughs> and then and Aragorn's just like, is that all you have to say? Are <laughs> you lying? Like, that's that's the line. Is is that all you have to say? And he's just like, <laughs> I will speak no more of it. <laughs> Like, so much of this would need to be in the delivery to make that dramatic, because it sounds like a very oh, low-key interrogation. Yeah. Aragorn's already been, like, really snarky over the last week or so. Yeah. Just like, I will not take the ring within 100 leagues of yeah. your city, and that is our road. Recover your strength. <laughs> it's like, is that all you have to say? Oh, really? <laughs> really now? Just like... That that's it. That's that's the the full sum total of their interrogation of Boromir when he comes back. I love the idea of of movie Boromir like heading back, and everyone knows something's up. It's like brushing leaves out of yeah. It's like where's Frodo? I haven't seen him. It's just like we uh we had a conversation because Aragorn, Air- have you seen Frodo? Well, yes and no. <laughs> we had a conversation, and then he put on the ring and disappeared. <laughs> Witchcraft. I saw him, and then I didn't see him. <laughs> he was there, and then he wasn't. So my question is, he was yelling really loud in this wood. Right. And noises tend to, like, carry. Yeah. Um, Outdoors. So, yeah. You know. Why Why didn't they hear this going down? Well, I mean, they are coming up the hill, because Aragorn comes up the hill in the next minute. Okay. And There's a lot of people behind yet. him. I'm not there yet. <laughs> and then close behind him is Gimli and Legolas. So, I mean, they yeah. are coming up the hill. And the orcs are also coming. But yeah, the orcs are like, I don't know where we should be looking. And all of a sudden they hear <laughs> poor man <laughs> screaming. And like, that way. We're going that way. Uh, man flesh. 
I just imagine that the orcs, because of Saruman, never refer to men as men. It's always, ah, man flesh. (laughs) There's man flesh that way. Or or the, uh, what's the name of the leader orc? Lurts. He's like, he pretends he smells them. He's like, oh, I've I've got the scent, guys. We're we're going that way. And every other orc (laughs) heard it, too. They heard Bormir yelling. They're just rolling their eyes at each other. Like, come on, we know. (laughs) He he wants to be known as the best tracker. (laughs) Right. I wouldn't question him. No. I mean, his first living He's... act was to strangle an orc. <laughs> that's a, like, that's a way to establish your reputation from day one. Yeah. <laughs> Newborn baby, kill another guy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like, that's... That's what we witnessed. I mean, the the newborn baby was six baby? and a half feet tall <laughs> and fully formed, but he was a newborn baby. Lurks is like three weeks old. A sweet, innocent child. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lur- Lurks is like not even a toddler. <laughs> that really casts what Aragorn does to him in a different light when we think about it that way. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know. That's so weird. Don't make me feel bad for the creepy orc. (laughs) I'm sorry. We've gone completely off track, and I feel somewhat (laughs) responsible for that. That's okay. So circling back to Boromir in the scene, how many emotions do we see play across Sean Bean's face in this one minute of film? Well, there's there's anger. He's appalled. Mm -hmm. He's ashamed. He's scared. He's lost. He's sad. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are those are all words I would use to describe Boromir in, in this scene. And not even in not even in the whole minute, like the last fifteen seconds. <laughs> like yeah. Like <laughs> after yeah. Frodo disappears. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. After the ring gets put on and he's got the confusion and gets kicked, like he just runs through so many emotions so quickly, but it feels like it feels earned. Like every one of those emotions feels right. Mm-hmm. He has the most emotions. <laughs> yes. He won the emotion lottery. Yes. Yeah, Boromir is not reserved. He's a lot of things. Um, quiet and reserved is not one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, his quiet and reserved face is bitter and stewy. <laughs> <laughs> There's good... Uh, I'm, I'm sure this has come up. I, I But which character let's just limit it to this film gives the best angsty long distance stare in lord of the rings fellowship oh of the rings. my gosh um ooh. like the and you start to like think about it and yard... you're like oh every single one of them yeah. <laughs> is in like the, the running <laughs> like the hundred yard angsty stare but they're looking right at the camera yeah or just my... you know just left just left of camera my instinct for angst is to say Elrond <laughs> when he's telling Gandalf about Isildur. <laughs> but there's also that the, that Men moment. Men are weak. No, that's all. There's also that moment where um, Frodo turns around after Moria, and that single oh, tear yeah. comes down his yeah, face. Yeah, emo Frodo gives some really good long stares. Yeah, it's it's the it's the. Bluer than the bluest sky eyes, the to it for Elijah Did they turn up the saturation on, no. on his no, eyes? That's, that's just those his are eyes. his eyes. That's just pure Elijah Wood. Apparently, that's what they say. That makes me want to meet him in real life and just be like, 
Can you hold look on. at me for a second? I'm going to hold up a still from the film and compare because I really think they were messing with the, the saturation levels. We need some good lighting. I got some. I got some sleuthing to do. <laughs> sleuthing. I have Gotta a podcast. Know. I need to tell my <laughs> listeners. You owe us, Elijah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Investigative journalism. <laughs> Investigative podcasting. You are the serial of Lord of the Ring podcasts. There we go. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. My gosh, I always get a serial. Man. I don't know. Boromir gives good angst face, though. He yeah. does. His brother is also going to give you some good angst face coming oh, up. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I, think that, I think that Boromir isn't in the running for the angsty stare. But, like, Sean Bean definitely has... I think Sean Bean has the best brooding look. Yeah, he yeah. gets his brood on very well. <laughs> and, uh, like, I've got it paused right now, and it's the... His, um... I don't know. It's the moment when he's looking up. It's right at the end of this minute, and he's looking up, and the hair's falling across his face. He's got the leaves in his hair, like you guys have mentioned. And it's just simultaneously shame and confusion. <laughs> is mm-hmm. it's playing across his face and it's just so wonderfully done um it, it is one of my favorite performances in all of the lord of the rings trilogy is this final these final moments of boromir not spoiler warning for any listeners who don't know what's coming i just watched um, him fall again and i just chuckle <laughs> but um but sean bean uh well well cast as boromir i would say yeah absolutely i i can imagine nobody else as boromir i can I can imagine other actors in some of the other roles of this movie, but Boromir is one that I'm just like, no, Sean Bean is Boromir. Do you think in like 20 years, they're going to redo them and everyone's going to have to say, no, it's not as good or, oh, I can really see that one. I think that it's inevitable, um, but I don't think we're going to I don't know see... if I'm going to be happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we'll see a property like Lord of the Rings remade, like a big live action movie like this again. Until we see Star Wars remade. They're never going to remake Star Wars. It's going to happen. No. They've recast Han Solo and Lando Calrissian for yeah, a side story. That's true. But The it's one all we all like... wouldn't mind them remaking is the prequel trilogy. <laughs> like We're all aboard. Right. If we get a new version of those, we're okay, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, I think we're all okay with that. But I, I just think that it's inevitable that Disney is going to remake those original movies. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're sprawling Disney. outward both in terms of timeline and like moving forward. So I like, I don't know that they're going to feel the need to remake the originals. Yeah. Also, I bet we're, we'll probably get a Harry Potter remake around the same time. We get a Lord of the Rings. Remake. <sighs> That's a whole There's other gonna be a... bag of worms. <laughs> and JK Rowling will be all for it because she's fine with whatever anyone does with the fandom. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I mean, this isn't Harry Potter minute, but I don't know if that's necessarily true. As long as she is involved, she's fine with it. Right. Um, but they're doing um, Fantastic Beasts trilogy yeah, right now. So. Well, I think it was announced that it's actually going to be five films now. Oh, so. gosh. Just, just I know, keep like, that money oh, rolling. Like ten more Pirates of the Caribbean movies? Right. <laughs> yes. And Universal just announced their monster universe called, is it Dark Dimension? Is that what they're calling it? I don't but, know. Like they've said, like they're, they're going to be doing an interconnected mummy, Frankenstein, werewolf yeah uh but i'm down for that, that they just announced sweet. the title yeah. of it i think it's gonna be called dark dimension it was dark something i'm sorry <laughs> i'm down for that i also am interested in like the godzilla franchise that's building and all this other stuff mm-hmm. and we can thank the success of superhero movies for all of that mm-hmm. specifically marvel i think yeah but 
proving that people will go see serialized stuff for a decade. Just just make it just make a TV show. Just <laughs> if you want serialized storytelling, just make a TV show. But I don't You're know. The one that's doing a podcast analyzing a trilogy. <laughs> One minute at a time. Yeah. One minute at a time. <laughs> but I love me some TV. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they ever really will remake these movies. I think it's about as likely as remaking Harry Potter or Star Wars. Oh, what I want to be, I mean, I think every generation probably has some films that they say that about, and then once like that generation of filmmakers are kind of fading, and there's this new, both uh, filmmakers and executives, you know, at mm-hmm. the studios, that kind of say, well, you know, we can dip into that well one more time <laughs> and see what comes like- up. Like, at this point, would they ever remake Indiana Jones? Well, they're making another one. Right, but it's not a remake. It's still Harrison Ford. I Well, I think they should. Like, Indiana Jones, I think, should be treated like James Bond. Uh, just mm. he's always in the 40s fighting Nazis. And we get a new <laughs> actor every decade or so. That's going to be our Indiana Jones for the next few years. I mean, hey, I like that young Indiana Jones show. <laughs> what? <laughs> Or are those I, movies? I don't remember. They were TV movies. I think they were. Weren't they TV movies? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. remember. They I, were on Encore all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I they were on Encore like every weekend when I was growing up. So I have a minute related question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably for the best at this point. <laughs> is the line that he says about um, the ring should be mine, um, is that straight from the book? No, but I'm glad you asked that question. Oh, boy. Uh, because I wanted to talk about what Boromir actually does say about uh, getting the ring. Because it's very interesting and it's very different from movie Boromir again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's also some bit of it that I think is still present in the character of movie Boromir because he's like, he's still a military, a military minded, like leader. Yeah. Like when asked about like what he would do with the ring. He says, in our need, chance brings to light the ring of power. It is a gift, I say, a gift to the foes of Mordor. It is mad not to use it, to use the power of the enemy against him. The fearless, the ruthless, these alone will achieve victory. What could not Aragorn do? Or if he refuses, why not Boromir? The ring would give me power of command. How I would drive the hosts of Mordor and all men would flock to my banner. Hmm. So he wants to be like the greatest general. Like, the hero that beats back Sauron. The one so, that finally vanquishes him. Isildur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and that's the ring talking through Boromir. That's yeah. what yeah. it's tempting him with, is this, this battlefield glory. As you say, how much is the ring amplifying what's already there in your minds, like in your interpretation of Boromir? Is it amplifying, like, the negative side of these, well, like we said, kind of heroic aspirations of Boromir? Uh, or is it implanting anything that's not already there? I think it's amplifying. I don't think it's making anything new. Yeah. I don't think that's what the ring does. It just amplifies your own vulnerabilities. Like, Galadriel doesn't know if she can withstand the power of the ring and sees herself as being able to rule with it and be powerful and become something greater. But she resists it. And... Frodo is already insecure about his task and not sure about wrapping other people up into it, and the ring pushes him to be alone. Boromir is against the idea of getting it so close to the enemy. Why not use it? It's a tool, and the ring just keeps twisting it and twisting it and twisting it. Yeah. It's cool that they they took that line and put it 
in the the council, the council scene. Yeah. Like it is a gift. Yeah. Yeah. They did a really good job of pulling lines from different parts of the story and using them in appropriate moments in their adaptation. Mm -hmm. Like it's one of the things they did best adapting this work, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And even like we, we've already mentioned a couple of lines that get reassigned and it feels generally, I think it feels better when they've been reassigned to a different character to say something like it feels right uh, the way they've changed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's only a handful of like really obvious ones. Uh, most of them are pretty subtle and they're just part of the narrative. So you might not notice unless you go back and read the book again after watching the movie or reading along with the movie but who in their right mind would ever analyze a movie that closely right guys yeah i mean I why suckers <laughs> fools it's us <laughs> uh but i were that's all my notes i think for this yeah movie. i uh i think that that's all my notes and tangent material for this minute Fair. Yeah, it was all my tangents and more that we gave you in this minute. <laughs> so we are from the website duelinggenre.com. While you're there, please check out Doctor's Companion, our Doctor Who podcast, and Geek by Night, um, a, our fictional audio drama podcast about some nerds who own a comic book shop and they just happen to have superpowers. And where can people find you, Joe? If you go to protagonistpodcast.com or just put protagonist podcast into whatever app you're using to listen to this podcast, you'll be able to to uh, find my other podcast. Well, this is my podcast, my podcast, I guess. <laughs> I've, I've guessed it on a bunch of podcasts lately, uh, but that is the main one where you can find me is protagonist podcast. Nice. So thank you for joining us again. And special thanks to Patreon associate producers Leaper182 and Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a great Tuesday and we'll be here tomorrow with more of you. More of you. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye.